Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. A lot have talked about coming down the backside of the COVID-19, what life's going to be like coming out the other end. We're slowly experiencing that now as we're into stage three and more specifically heading back to class, which has lots of people uh, anxious and concerned, which is obvious. Um, and, And also what usually happens in the fall is flu season acts up the the seasonal influenza so uh, we're hearing from australia that uh therefore we we usually learn a lot about our flu season from them and you know just northern southern hemisphere and how they're going through winter and summer at the different times and such so we often look to them to see what we can expect for the next flu season they're reporting that their flu season is down a bit cases simply because of covid19 no not the virus but the precautions that have been taken People are washing their hands uh, more. People are wearing face coverings. People are keeping social distance and more aware of it. So not only has that hopefully uh, pressed down the curve with COVID-19, is it doing the same with the seasonal flu? Can we expect that there, uh, expect that here, or the exact opposite where we're going to have uh, COVID-19 cases and we're going to have seasonal flu cases that are really taxing the system. Let's bring in Dr. Ann Collins, president-elect of the Canadian Medical Association, and is with us now. And thank you for the time. Hope you're doing well. Thank you. So before we get to the, Sioux, uh, the flu rather, uh, the flu season and going back to school, your thoughts uh, on some of the anxiety that parents are feeling as we do head back to class. Um, there's certainly a lot of politics involved here as well, which is probably, uh, you know, adding to the fear and such. Uh, but we do have uh, chief medical officers in every province that have okayed these plans and, and seem to think that these are the best plans moving forward. Nothing is completely certain. There's always risk there. And obviously a lot of these questions, uh, the answers will change as we get closer to uh, the first day of school. But how confident are you with us heading back? Well, Scott, there's a lot of fluidity around this pandemic. Yeah. Um, and that's been expressed about return to school. Uh, the CMA has very real concerns uh, about how the convergence of going back to school and the upcoming flu season will affect uh, the health and practice of Canada's family physicians, and also that these issues will present themselves very quickly, perhaps more quickly than the healthcare system and physician communities um, can handle. So what are your concerns moving into the fall? Many concerns. Um, First of all, uh, many family physicians, our parents as well, will have children in school and daycares. And should those children become uh, infected with cold, flu, or hopefully not COVID, that will have an impact on that physician's ability to practice in their office, and so an impact on access to care. We also have uh, concern around the ability to test, trace, and isolate in order to help differentiate from these illnesses. More testing will have to occur. Um, we have heard uh, reports, and maybe you can clarify this or correct me if I'm wrong, in the situation with Australia and how they've been uh, doing with their seasonal flu uh, outbreak. Uh, am I accurate in, re- in reporting that uh, they have seen less cases because people were so proactive around COVID-19? 
Um, there is no question that the public health uh, measures that we have all been have have had really uh, hammered into our heads since March have the same impact on any viral illness. So yes, uh, hand washing, sanitizing, physically distancing um, has helped us flatten the curve here, and it will do the same or has done the same with influenza. So what it will what are your concerns having uh, obviously a pandemic going on a global pandemic as we move into the fall influenza season? Well, um, as a mother of three teachers, um, I, I share the concerns around having uh, children back in school, but at the same time knowing that that kids have to be there they they need it for many reasons. And so we need to have good public health guidelines and good processes that need to be reviewed from time to time so that we can um, lessen the disruption that a a surge of of COVID in the fall could cause. we all know the concerns. We've certainly heard the concerns. As a parent, I'm feeling that anxiety as well. Um, and, and I think that's all, you know, those of us that, that, that have followed the information and, and, and are, are reasonably up to date on all of this, I, I think we all know uh, what the risks are. Uh, what I think we're looking for is reassurance from medical officials that we're on the right track. Um, uh, we seem to be hearing a lot of people asking questions to which we don't have the answers to as yet, or those are being worked on. I think what the public is looking for is some sort of reassurance that although there is risk, the risk is relatively low. And again, we have the chief medical officer of health in this province and all the other provinces across the country that are basically agreeing to the same plan. So is there some other way to be doing this than what it appears that we are? And again, obviously, this is going to continue to change, as you said, fluid uh, as, as we roll into September. But is there anybody else that's doing it or has something uh, th- that's different than, than what Canada or even Ontario is doing? Well, you've pointed out, you've, you've made an interesting point. This, this is like living... Uh, in uh, a living experiment, if you will, for Canadians, and um, that we we have to continue to look to our public health authorities uh, nationally and provincially, but also that we, as we've done all along with this pandemic, that we not be uh, afraid to step back and to reassess situations and to readjust as as is required and is that not what we're doing absolutely and and yeah. that's why because i think that will that give I, I think that will give a lot of parents confidence if the rhetoric is dialed down and you know the message is put across that you know f- across the country across the province uh, this is what medical officials, this is the best plan that, that medical officials can come up with. We don't seem to be acknowledging that. What we seem to be doing is following the politics or, or teachers unions or such that are saying that this is not enough, this is, is not working. Why is that discussion not being taken up with the medical officials as opposed to politicians? I know you can't answer that question. I just thought I'd throw that out there. 
Well, I think that's it's important that we raise concerns. That's why we're raising this concern around mm-hmm. the, the the capacity for family doctors what? to uh, continue to provide care um, to patients virtually in office, but that recognizing that that this is going to be difficult to do. This is unprecedented. Schools closed in March. So this is a part of the pandemic we've not dealt with yet. But it's it's vitally important that we do. It's vitally important to our children and that we not be uh, reticent to step back and say, let's have a look at this. How is it going? So what are you expecting from the flu season? And again, this is a question we can't answer, I guess. But what are you expecting from this season's uh, influenza influenza, uh, and from what Australia is going through? Are we, you know, again, many were concerned, oh, my goodness, you get the 6,500 or so deaths or 7,000 deaths, I believe, yearly that that come from the seasonal flu compared to over 9,000 now that we've lost in Canada with COVID-19. You get two of those things happening at once. You can see how this would tax uh, the medical system, the initial issue we were all worried about when we tried to to flatten the curve. Um, is there anything we can learn from Australia here who've, who've seen this not happen? I think, again, to emphasize uh, the, the strong public health measures that have been put in place to help uh, reduce uh, the burden of disease, whether it be COVID and flu, uh, in this particular case, and, and to continue with those, those strong efforts. Uh, Capacity is is a very real issue. Capacity to care for people in offices, in hospitals, in emergency rooms. So we must continue to to carry on with those uh, public health measures. And as a result, could COVID nineteen, this pandemic, actually help us in combating the flu season? We have learned a lot from COVID nineteen, uh, with uh, physical distancing and. Uh, the, the uh, growing acceptance with wear, wearing masks, and uh, that will help with, um, with any viral infectious disease. So, so we, have, we have taken that lesson from COVID. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, obviously, uh, a seasonal flu shot comes out every year, and uh, medical officials advise people to take that. Uh, do you think that when the uh, this year's flu vaccine will have a higher uptake because of COVID-19? I, I certainly hope that it does every year. That's what family physicians uh, across the country push for recognizing that will be another challenge for family physicians in how um, the capacity is affected by the restrictions around the COVID pandemic to deliver the the, um, flu vaccine. So there's going to have to be adjustment and flexibility in that. Um, We we can't do the same uh, large-scale immunizations that we used to. We'll have to be more... uh, flexible, imaginative, and and spread out the times. But again, that does not uh, mean don't get it, get it in whatever way that you can. Are you concerned that everybody's talked about a, a vaccination and how, you know, there's the, the only way we're going to get back to whatever the new normal will be is after there is a vaccination? And we certainly know what that debate has been been like over the years. Um, are you concerned that there might be an anti-vaxxer movement here once there is one available? 
vaccination has been shown worldwide and and through time to uh, mitigate and eliminate in many instances uh, uh, terrible diseases. Uh, People will uh, continue to believe what is important to them, but the CMA's position will be that when there is a safe and effective vaccine uh, for COVID, that uh, we would uh, recommend its uh, uptake just as we have with uh, measles, um, seasonal flu vaccine, um, any of the vaccines that are part of uh, primary immunization. So any advice for patients who are heading into a doctor's office? Many people have put that off. Uh, Obviously, only essential services way back when. That has since changed. Uh, It was nice to get to the uh, dentist's office this week, finally. Um, Any advice for those who are going into uh, a doctor's office setting? My first advice, piece of advice would be uh, to contact your family doctor and and with a whatever your uh, issue or problem is, and perhaps that could be uh, very well taken care of with a virtual visit uh, by phone or or other technical means. And in many instances or most instances, then you will be advised how to proceed to your family doctor's office with uh, the screening questions, wearing a mask, and you may find that you're the only one in the doctor's office as it's had a profound impact on how we practice. Um, The days of crowded waiting rooms are gone. Um, So uh, that's that's call first and and determine whether you you actually need to be there for face-to-face. What has this done for virtual medicine? Uh, This has been um, um, mind-blowing, if I can use that term, for, for virtual care. Uh, up until the, um, it's it, something that CMA had, uh, in fact, we had just done a task force on virtual care, looking at all the aspects of it, and there seemed to be some roadblocks, but as with many things with the COVID pandemic, those roadblocks seemed to disappear, and within a short period of time, virtual care came into effect, and it's had profound impact on many populations, our seniors, um people who live in rural communities, uh, people with mobility issues. It's just opened a door, um, another uh, means of access to primary care. Uh, Again, uh, lucky enough to have seen my doctor virtually uh, through all of this and uh, on one occasion. And uh, again, completely impressed on how this all worked and how uh, how you and various other industries made this uh, all come together. I think we've learned uh, we've learned a lot. Is there any going back on this stuff now? I mean, once we blaze this trail Anne, with virtual care. No, uh, that CMA's uh, stand is is uh, very clear on that. That this is something that has so much benefit. Um, again, to uh, people who've had great challenges in accessing care, and it it should, in fact, increase on the whole access to primary care. Dr. Ann Collins has been with us, president-elect of the Canadian Medical Association, talking about the potential COVID-19 spread during back-to-school and, of course, complicated with a seasonal flu season. Uh, Doctor, thanks so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Thank you. You too. 
The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.